0: Hello, Jesus Time family, and welcome back where we talk about Jesus Time, the times we spend with Jesus and what he tells us, and that's super fabulous, even when it doesn't feel fabulous at the time. So recently, our Zoom Unity Bible study, we meet on Zoom every Tuesday night. It's actually pretty fun, and we are going through Genesis. We're kind of going through the whole Bible, not chapter by chapter, but The overview. And um, this week we landed in Exodus 20, which is the Ten Commandments. So don't get me wrong. The movie with Charlton Heston was a classic, still is. The Prince of Egypt animated version, um, fabulous, dramatic, uh, even though I think that was just about them getting out of Egypt, not so much the Ten Commandments. But still, you get the idea. So those were great and dramatic, but For me, personally, there's always been something about commandments or rules that makes me feel very disconnected relationally to the one giving the commands. I've never been very good at associating authority with relationship. And that's super hard because in the Old Testament, there's a lot of laws and that and, and God gave those laws, and the laws are good. God's law is good. I know that. We know that. But <laughs> it, when I read it, sometimes it and it mean the law or the rules or commandments makes me feel far from God, because I feel like there's this barrier between us, and it's hard. It's hard for me to even know how to read that old testament and the laws with the new testament understanding of jesus christ and knowing that he came to fulfill the law so that's kind of where i am or where i was or what i'm working through as our bible study together read the 10 commandments yesterday and of course because god wants us to know him he speaks to us even through the law or maybe especially, I don't know. <laughs> but that's what I want to share with you guys today is how God helped me go through the law and find a really sweet relationship because of it. So, I'm going to go ahead and read it. Cuz it is always good to read the word. And then we're going to talk about why this is awesome and what God showed me. So, Exodus 20, we're going to start in verse 1 and go through 21. And if you've read it recently or you just want to go through it quickly, you can always put your podcast at uh, two times for the speed and get through it more quickly. But anyway, okay. Exodus 20. I'm reading out of the NLT because it's just easier for me to read. All right, verse 1. Then God gave the people all these instructions I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. You must not have any other God but me. You must not make for yourself any idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affections for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children the entire family is affected. Even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock and any foreigners living among you. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea and everything in them. But on the seventh day, he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely against your neighbor. You must not covet your neighbor's house. You must not covet your neighbor's wife, male or female servant, ox or donkey, or anything else that belongs to your neighbor. When the people heard the thunder and the loud blast of the ram's horn, and when they saw the flashes of lightning and the smoke billowing from the mountain, they stood at a distance, trembling with fear. And they said to Moses, you speak to us and we will listen, but don't let God speak directly to us or we will die. Don't be afraid, Moses answered them, for God has come in this way, to test you, and so that your fear of him will keep you from sinning. As the people sit in the distance, Moses approached the dark cloud where God was. Mm, okay, y'all, that was a lot. But this is where God changed my thinking about the law. So if you read that maybe the first time or listening into it now you're like, okay, Yeah, that's a bunch of rules. And if you're like me, your initial response is, okay, I better buckle down. I better dot those I's and cross those T's so that God and I will be okay. But if you read it again and again, and the Holy Spirit comes and points certain things out to you, this might happen, and this is what happened to me. If you look at the 10 Commandments, Um, you will notice the first five have to do with God and the last five have to do with people. And where I was so encouraged is the commandments God gave us. If you peel back the rules and can look at his heart for just a second. The heart of God, I think, and what I think God was sharing with me in just these 10 commandments was God's heart is for Relationship. And he doesn't want anything getting in the way of that. The first five commandments, God is saying, hey guys, I don't want anything between you and me because I want this love relationship that is unhindered and unobstructed between you and me because I love you guys. And even in verse five, where he says, for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affections. For any other god, that is not a jealous of; that is a jealous for. God knows that if our affections are for other gods, we will eventually ruin ourselves. I think there's a verse in Isaiah that says, um, "Those who worship idols will become like them." And and what a terrifying thing to become. Like idols that perish, idols that deceive, idols that are not God. <laughs> that's, not, that's not, that's not what God wants for us. But God knows that if our affections are completely towards him and for him, then our relationship, our relationship with God will be sweet and satisfying and unhindered and, um, And as we behold God, we will become like God. Not like the proud way, like Satan did, but um, the promise that God gave us that he will conform us into the image of his son. So praise God for that. (laughs) Praise God for his heart to want that relationship with us and to tell us how to have it and how to get there. Um, God is... Yes, God, I guess, is mysterious in some ways because we can't fathom the depths of God and how he thinks. However, he is not a withholding God and he is not mysterious in the ways that are important, the ways that let us know him. <laughs> he, he literally he spells it out here. So, no other gods. Don't make yourselves idols. Um... honor the sabbath there is something really special about honoring the sabbath because most people that i know including myself we're very busy and when we're busy and frazzled guess what we forget who god is and we become stressed and anxious and maybe depressed or all of the above and the sabbath is a special time that he has set apart for us to rest and to know him in that rest a lot of people myself included <laughs> have shared that sometimes We are afraid to go to God and read the Bible because we're afraid of what else he's going to give us to do. And that is a misunderstanding of his heart that the law clarifies. Sabbath is one of God's top five. Above, do not murder people. (laughs) That's a big deal. That's a big deal. So let's get to know God relationally, unhindered, and... Make the spaces for him, because in those spaces we will find peace and rest and beautiful relationship with God. That's fantastic. Okay, so the next five are about relationships with people. And it's so it's so neat because even, and this is my friend Megan pointed this out yesterday. Um, even in verse 10 where God talks about the Sabbath in verse 11. God instructs us that it's not just that we should honor the Sabbath, but it includes our sons and daughters, servants, livestock, foreigners, basically anyone that we have authority or influence over. And so this is like a transition command that is our relationship with God and with people, (laughs) which I think is so cool. Um, But the idea is God wants our relationships with people to be beautiful and unhindered and healthy and building. And guess what? He tells us how to do it. He tells us how to do it. Starting with the Sabbath and going on to honoring your mother and father. There is a godly authority that God has put in our lives. And I know, I know, unfortunately, and because of sin and Satan and lies and life, those godly authority are not always good. But they are God ordained. And there is a a way that we can honor our godly authority, whether they are good or not, that allows us to build and honor and have a good relationship with those godly authorities that are imperfect. And then he goes on don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal. Don't testify falsely against your neighbor. And I have always heard that particular commandment as do not lie. But it's more than not lying because God cares about relationship. And a lie where you're going to bear false witness against your neighbor and ruin his life and ruin your relationship. That's a little more specific. And that gives us a little more insight, I think, into God's heart. Don't covet your neighbor's house or anything that belongs to your neighbor. And again... When we are envying something someone else has, we cannot celebrate what they have. That puts a division in our relationship, and that's what God doesn't want. So we, as I'm reading the Ten Commandments, hopefully as we've been reading it together, you see they're not just a list of rules. They are a roadmap to right relationship with God and with people. And that is exciting, and that is beautiful, and that is a complete reframe for me when I look at the Old Testament, and it's really exciting, and I love it. And I, as I was reading this with my group yesterday, and being really excited about God's heart for us, and for you know, our relationship with God and people, I started getting real excited about God's law. And then he reminded me in Psalm 19, verse 7, where he says, The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. Verse 8. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commandments of the Lord are clear, giving insight for the living. And it goes on and it goes on and it goes on about the wonderful things That is God's law and the wonderful things God's law does for us and for our hearts. And to experience and then to (laughs) go back to Psalm 19, which I've read a thousand times with a posture saying, yeah, God, right, maybe, I don't know. (laughs) And then God's like, see, I told you, I told you. And I just think that is so sweet. And we can celebrate God's law because we know God's heart. So Uh, And even Jesus summarized the entirety of the law and the prophets when he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Man, God's heart was always love and relationship from the beginning, throughout time, and even now. So I pray that you guys are encouraged. I hope that you guys will be more excited to read and meditate on the law of the Lord. Love you guys so much. God bless.